0: Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And, you know, as we sometimes do, we're deviating from that topic today, but it still brings social media in because I met my guest today by being introduced by someone else who I've only ever met on social media. So, see, You never know where those connections could come in handy, so please join me in welcoming Candy Barone.
1: Hi, Deb. Great to see you, hear you, and be part of your show.
0: Well, this is going to be so much fun today because you are such a special guest, and as I said, you know, I met you through another uh, social media connection, the absolutely fabulous John Sparks, who is the go-to guy for Twitter. He had so much information about Twitter that we interviewed him twice, um... And, and John is just one of those master connectors, which is part of all of this is, you know, how do we help each other? How do we really help each other to be successful? And, and John is just an absolute expert in that.
1: Uh, that he is. And he is just a tremendous person at heart and uh, somebody I that I absolutely adore. So what a blessing and an honor to be introduced by
0: him and to have him part of my life. Isn't he just fabulous? He you is. know, he, he definitely is somebody that, that is just a gentleman would probably be the best way to to put that. And I say that with the utmost respect, and that is one of those terms I very rarely use. (laughs) I um, know what you mean. Because there's not a lot of gentlemen in this world. But anyhow, we deviate. So let me tell folks just a little bit about you, and then we'll really get to to talking about this. So Candy Barone is an international speaker, certified master coach and trainer, business strategist, certified law of attraction practitioner, and best-selling author. She has been featured on CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, the Chicago Tribune, Be the Boss magazine, on CI Living TV show, along with numerous radio shows. Candy was named a 2014-2015 VIP Woman of the Year by the National Association of Professional Women, was the recipient of the 2015 Public Speakers Association Local Collaborator Award and was nominated as a 2015 Profile in Power Central Texas Woman of Influence. Candy serves as a trainer for the Certified Coaches Federation in Texas, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin, is a member of the Evolutionary Business Council, a business coach for Texas Women in Business, an executive director for the Public Speakers Association, and a regular columnist for Offbeat Offbeat Business Magazine. She lives in Texas with her dog, Peyton. So again, Candy, welcome. Well, thank you, Deb. Glad to be here. Great, great. Well, you know, let's just jump right into this because, you know, we want to talk about how people can really be empowered to be the best that they can be which is really what you talk to people about and i love your tagline of pull no she candy is your pull no punches <laughs> accountability powerhouse Whew, that's that's a tricky one to say how did you come up with that and and why do you do you say that um it,
1: it's interesting how that came to play when i first stepped out to uh, start creating my business after you know twenty years in corporate, I really wanted a tag that got people's attention and was very people could very clearly get a picture and an, and an assessment of who I was without even meeting me and so as I was going through um a lot of you know discovery and exploration, one of the things that stood out right away is I've always been called um somewhat of a powerhouse i'm I'm kind of a mighty mouse. Uh, by stature, I'm only five foot two. In fact, I have a friend that tells people that I'm his five foot two power pack punch. And so <laughs> the, I, I also do a lot of boxing and MMA training and other things. And so there's this thought of, you know, she's tiny but mighty and she's just this force mm-hmm. to be reckoned with in this powerhouse. So powerhouse was right. the easy part. Um, accountability was also an easy part to assess simply because everything I do is about people taking personal responsibility and accountability for their choices. And I watched okay. as I went through my corporate career um, a lot of people n- having a sense of entitlement or a lot of people not showing up in a space that, you know, they'd go out and spend all this money on training and development, and then there would be no traction, no follow up, no mm-hmm. way to ensure that the um, what was being executed would actually have sustainable success. And so everything I do is about making sure people put the right measures and systems and resources in place to hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. And then it was interesting because I had a f- conversation with a friend where the pool no punches came out and uh, he had called me and it was probably the 12th time we had had a conversation about something. And it got to the point that I was just tired of talking in circles. I was tired of talking <laughs> and coming at it from every angle. And I just sort of dropped the hammer and just laid it on the line and I cut Mm -hmm. the BS and I put it out there. And his comment to me was seriously, Candy, you don't pull any punches. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: said, Mike, well, you called me for a reason. How many people Mm -hmm. do you know when you picked up the phone with me for why? And I Mm -hmm. said, you know that I've got no filter And it just, there was something about it that stuck and I started trying it on and it has definitely been something that I have been known and recognized. And so I'm the Pull No Punches Accountability Powerhouse and uh, Mm -hmm. people get a sense of what that is right off the bat. Right.
0: (laughs) Well, and you know, there are so many uh, business coaches that are out there that are the kumbaya. (laughs) You know, and, and, and they, I'm going to, they all mean well. You know, I'm, I have no doubt that, you know, they all mean well, they want you to succeed, but so many of them also tell you what you want to hear as opposed to what you should hear and what you need to hear. And and that's what I love about what you do is, you know, you really don't pull any po- punches. If somebody needs to hear this is the wrong business, this is the wrong whatever, my guess is you're going to tell them that.
1: Yeah, um, I've been told I love my clients hard, but I push them as hard or harder. Uh-huh. And I'm the person that if you're standing on the diving board wanting to jump in, I'm not going to be on the sidelines going, I believe in you, you can do it. There are just yes. place oh. and a time for that. I'm gonna have my hand on your back and I'm gonna ask you one more time. And before you get yes out, you're in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. <laughs> I am pushed. tough. My clients know <laughs> I'm tough, but they mm-hmm. also know that if they are willing to be pushed out of their comfort zone in a really big way, they'll also re- get explosive results as a, as a, mm-hmm. you know, an outcome. And so um, I'm all about people going big to grow big, and it's really you know, you got to push. And so I am really touched. I I call Mm -hmm. the BS, I call the incongruences, and yeah, I pretty much don't have a filter. I tell them what I hear them say, not what Mm -hmm. they want to hear said back to them.
0: Right. You know, and, and I think that's what happens frequently, especially because you work with the three E's, which are the executive, the entrepreneurs, and the emerging leaders. And especially if it's somebody who, is, you know, a, a CEO of an organization, you know, and, and and maybe it's a fairly large organization. So many times people are afraid to tell that person, you know, the truth or, you know, they're especially if they're their boss or, you know, they've, they've paid the bill and you're like, no, the, you need to hear this. Right. And those people
1: know that and that's why they hire me. Mm-hmm. They're looking right. for someone to be an accountability partner. They're not looking mm-hmm. for somebody to be another latch key or another person on their payroll. They're mm-hmm. looking for someone that's going to hold the mirror up and hold that reflection steady until they mm-hmm. see what nonsense they're spewing out or what Mm -hmm. they're saying and how they're not walking the talk or whatever that might look like. And yes, you've got to be able to go toe to toe. I tell people, I said, you you can't have that fear that intimidation to go toe to toe with an executive or a six foot eight male or anybody else. It's a matter of being able to look them straight in the eye and saying, great. And I'm going to call timeout and I'm going to call foul on the play.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and it is about knowing, you know, kind of when to push and when not to, because there are times where you do need to to kind of take that step back. But in many cases, that's, you know, it, it, it can be like a cooling off period because I'm guessing that in some situations things might get a little emotional you know and and so you there there's a point where you do have to kind of take that step back
1: well and it's interesting that you bring that up about the emotion because what i do as much as i push people i also am very clear about helping people emotionally connect to what matters to them most okay. and that's where especially for the 3e's the executives the entrepreneurs and the emerging leaders a lot of times they've lost sight of that they've mm-hmm. lost sight of who they are um when they take they strip away the roles and the responsibilities and the big titles and you know the big pocketbooks and whatever it might be, they've forgotten who they are as a person and what really mm-hmm. matters to them most and where their passion and their purpose is ignited from. And so a lot of the work we do is to connect them to that because it's a very powerful shift for those mm-hmm. leaders and those people that have that kind of influence when they connect back to where their heart is centered and they Mm -hmm. do it in a way that allows them to be vulnerable, they step up and show up differently as a result. And so that's where it absolutely gets emotional. I've cried with every one of my clients, including some Mm -hmm. really big executives. And there's something to be said for when you can create a space that people feel safe, but they also know that they're going to get pushed forward so that they're not staying locked or paralyzed or fearful, and they're allowing their true authenticity authentic, man, I can't speak today. Um, And I know that word gets tried and overused a lot. But when you really Mm -hmm. tap into that thing that gives you your core fire, um, it's powerful what happens Mm -hmm. as those people that are key leaders influencing teams.
0: Right. You know, and, and we see that happen all the time where somebody thinks, well, I'm, I'm the leader of the company, so I have to be hard on everybody. I have to push everybody. You know, I have to be the person that works harder, is here longer. And, you know, maybe, but maybe not, you know, and, and, and again, it takes somebody like you from the outside who says, no, <laughs> you know, your your true authentic personality is this nurturing person, or you know whatever it is, or maybe you know, and so it's it's got to be just. Very fascinating. It's almost like you're peeling away the layers of an onion. It is. And sometimes it's just the
1: littlest, it's the smallest adjustments. It's things like sh- helping people understand the difference between empathy and sympathy. Because mm-hmm. empathy says, okay, I understand you've got challenges. I understand there's things that are blocking you. But sympathy says, I'm going to enable and allow you to continue right. and to spin in that space. And when you can mm-hmm. teach leaders, um, the mm-hmm. difference and also teach them the fact that, you know, we have this mindset that says, I got to be tough. I got to be hard. Vulnerability is my greatest weakness. No, mm-hmm. vulnerability is your greatest asset. And as somebody who learned that the very challenging, hard way myself in my career, um, mm-hmm. when you allow yourself to step in that place, uh, it is really, really amazing to see what happens. And yes, you've got to be somebody that's got a backbone, to mm-hmm. hear the excuses and blow through them because when you get to a level as, a, as an executive, you get really good at wordsmith. Right. You get really good at negotiating. You get really good at spinning a story mm-hmm. that people hear and they're like, oh, wow, that sounds really good. You need mm-hmm. somebody that's like, yeah, that sounds good, but here's what mm-hmm. I really heard you say. Right. Right.
0: You know, and, and it's interesting, we, we keep talking about the word leader. Um, I interviewed Gordon uh, Threadgold not long ago, <coughs> excuse me, on my program. And we were talking about the difference between a leader and a manager. Yes. And, and, you know, it's one of those that until you start thinking about it, you don't really realize it's very different. It's the same role. So it's the same CEO, it's the same department manager, it's the same whatever. But the manager just manages people you know, or, or processes or whatever, but the leader is somebody that people follow and, you know, and, and they want to do things for that person. So, you know, if that, that person says, Hey, you know, we need to work over the weekend. If they are a good leader, the people will say, sure. You know, if they're a manager, they're like, "Uh uh-uh, uh," or you're paying me extra. Um, you know, and, and there's all those things. And, and to me, this whole empowerment and accountability really is about being that leader as opposed to that manager.
1: Well, and the fact that managers, being a manager is a role. It's a title. Mm-hmm. It's, there's there's yes. key responsibilities. Being a leader is everyone's responsibility. Leadership mm-hmm. is not something, and this is a personal belief, and this is what I train with some of the leaders that I work with or mm-hmm. you know, groups of uh, executives and organizations, is that leadership is not something that is born or created. We have mm-hmm. this idea that we've been told, oh, leaders are either born or it's something that you create. no. We all have the ability to lead. It's a choice. And it's a Mm -hmm. choice in how you show up. It's a choice in how you serve others. And it's a choice in how you walk your own talk. Mm -hmm. and live a life that's authentic to who you are. And when people realize that leadership is a demonstration of congruent action with the words and the beliefs and the the principles that you stand behind, management Mm -hmm. is just a process, whether it's people. And I I argue that you can manage people. You manage expectations. You manage projects. You manage processes. But you truly cannot manage people. And I think Mm -hmm. that's probably what gets in corporate's way um, a great deal is because they truly do think that a manager – is someone who is managing a person, but they're actually managing mm-hmm. an outcome and they're right. managing a process and they're managing expectations. They are not managing a person. And so there is a very distinctive line and mm-hmm. the fact that you don't have to be a manager to be a
0: leader. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can be the, the department administrative assistant or, you know, the person in the mail room or whatever, and be a leader. You can, you can know, be an child and, clearly, and be a leader. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, speaking of child, you have written a children's book. Tell us about that, because I'm just fascinated with this. I love, you know, and and to me, it comes back to accountability and having kids learn at an early age about accountability. So tell us about your children's book. Sure. I have a children's book that's called Dream Star. It's actually a book
1: that I wrote when I was, or story that I created when I was 12 years old for my sister when she was six. My parents were going through a horrific divorce and things were very challenging in my household for a slew of reasons. One being that Mm -hmm. my father was not a good person and made things very challenging, very abusive, um, a lot of different things in that that context. And so it was one night when everything kind of hit the fan. And uh, my mm-hmm. sister, who I didn't get along with when I was younger, because where my dad treated me one way, he treated her a different way. Mm-hmm. And um, we were forced to share a room and it was storming outside. And, uh, you know, she's six years younger than me. And it was one of those that she said, Candy, tell me a story. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, leave me alone. I'm kind of I'm doing my homework. I couldn't be bothered. And then realized that one, she wasn't going to stop crying unless I did something. And two, Mm -hmm. I could tell she was really scared. And so I crawled into bed with her and I asked her, I said, "Um, what story do you want me to tell you? And she said, no, I want you to make up one of yours because I was always making up stories. I had a Mm -hmm. very, I still do have a very active imagination. And so I, from somewhere, um, I created the story called Dream Star, which is about a little star who looks around and finds that he's smaller than all the other stars and his light doesn't shine as bright. And, of course, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those, oh, woe is me, I'm a nobody uh, pity party mm-hmm. that he starts to throw, only to find out as the story goes on that it's because he has a very special purpose. And he is the star that watches over the children when they sleep. And if he were too big or too bright, they couldn't sleep. And if they didn't Mm -hmm. sleep, then they can't dream. And if they can't dream, then they can't imagine. And and, and you know how that just goes. And so he finds Mm -hmm. out that he has this very important significance in his part of the galaxy and that he is somebody special. And it's Mm -hmm. really not about what you look like. It's not about how big or small or that we all have a light to shine. And so even Mm -hmm. when I sign my book, I always sign it, Shine Your Light Little Star, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's all about we all were given a light. Um, or as I like to say, when people go, what's the meaning of life, it's pretty simple that you were given a song to sing. That's all yours. The Mm -hmm. challenge comes in, do you have the courage to step out and sing it loudly and proudly for others to hear? And so, when Mm -hmm. somehow that book is, um, I promised myself I'd have it illustrated and published. It came out last October and it's got this very universal message that not only does it resonate with the little kids, but it resonates with the high schoolers and adults. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been really Phenomenal to watch its progression and and how it affects people.
0: Right. You know, and and I think what happens, you know, and and whether we're six or, you know, 60 or, you know, anywhere in between or even beyond, there are those voices that are telling us you're not good enough. You can't do that. You're a girl or you're a boy. You know, you, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, all of these various things. And what I love about the book is... It's saying, you know, ignore that. You still have to do what you were supposed to do. Right. And it's interesting that you say
1: the shooting, as I, uh, one of the things that I talk to people about is how to destroy the noise. And I have an acronym for noise. And the S mm-hmm. in the noise is all about stop shooting all over yourself. And it's <laughs> that I should, I have to, I need to, I mm-hmm. got to. When if you mm-hmm. were to change any one of those statements and simply replace it with, I get to, it changes mm-hmm. everything. Because everything right. you do is a choice. Everything mm-hmm. you do means you have power over your decisions, over your outcomes, over what's going on in your environment. And even where you don't, you get to decide how you want to react mm-hmm. to it.
0: Right. You know, and, and I love this because it is about empowering yourself and and saying, it's okay for me to make those decisions. You know, somebody else might not agree. Somebody else might really think it's a bad decision, but hello it's my decision <laughs> amen <laughs> you know and and i don't know if it's when we start out in business or you know all those things and and especially maybe for an entrepreneur we do get caught up in those well, you you're not skilled enough to do that you don't know enough about the, the the industry to do that and all the naysayers of the world and you know and, and some of them actually do mean well you know they don't want you to invest your entire fortune or they don't want you to quit your job you know or, or all of those things but you know how do you work with people to convince them that That, that external voice, maybe then it, it, it does become that internal voice because we do, we start internalizing that. Well, you know, I shouldn't do, I shouldn't do, I can't do, I don't know how, how do you work with people to get them past that point?
1: It's really interesting because you've just laid out most of the acronym of what I talk about in noise and it's really around that (laughs) negative self-talk and it's the opinions of others we choose to internalize. Mm -hmm. And that's the N and the O, the negative self-talk and those opinions. And what's interesting is the naysayers sometimes are a lot easier to walk away from because we can Mm -hmm. say, oh, that person's negative. I don't need to hear that. I can walk away. But it's the well-intentioned people that we're like, but I love that person. I trust them. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. my friend. They're an advisor. They're They're a spouse. They're a friend. They're whatever they might be but we don't realize that they're still sharing their own thoughts from based on their own biased thinking their beliefs right. their mm-hmm. their insecurities their fear and i tell people it's a data point it is a data point that you get to decide what you choose to do with it. And what you don't Mm -hmm. realize is just because it's a truth for someone else doesn't make it your truth. And if it's not something that connects, and I I really help people understand their what, why, and who. So what's important to you? And I don't mean what in terms of, I want to grow my business. I mean, what in terms of what is the value, the impact, the change you want to create in this world? What is Mm -hmm. it that you want in terms of access to a lifestyle? What is the kind Mm -hmm. of life you want to live? And why does that matter to you? when you get people mm-hmm. to understand that, they can start to say yes to themselves in a really powerful way that then they can automatically mm-hmm. say no to things that don't serve. Because what mm-hmm. happens is a lot of times then we create those filters that say things like, I'm not an expert. I'm not good enough. I haven't been doing this long enough. That person's this. They can't afford me. Oh my gosh, why would they do business with me? And what we don't realize, and I have people ask themselves three questions because what they don't realize is that becomes a barrier and a conduit and they don't even mm-hmm. show up to put it out there in the first place. And so I ask people all the time when that noise is starting to happen, I want you to ask yourself one, who am I not serving by not stepping mm-hmm. up? Because somebody's mm-hmm. not getting served right now because somebody needs you and because you're right. all caught up in your own stuff, who are you not serving? Two mm-hmm. is whose permission are you taking away? Because you mm-hmm. don't know how someone's going to value you. You don't know what someone needs because how many times has someone asked you a question and it wasn't till they posed the question that you realized, oh, my gosh, I need that and I need that now. Because mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know. So if right. you're not asking the question, whose permission? And for those people that want to be out there helping people empower themselves, you're doing the very opposite by taking their permission away. And then the mm-hmm. third one is whose light are you not letting Who are you not letting shine their light? Because sometimes it's not about how you serve others. It's about how you let others serve you. And that's Mm -hmm. one that always comes back to bite me because I have a really hard time letting people see the underbelly or asking for help or delegating. One, because Mm -hmm. I'm a recovering control freak and perfectionist.
0: <laughs> oh, right. so am
1: I. <laughs> and, and two, because I feel like I don't want to dump my crap on someone else. Not realizing I'm not giving people the opportunity to step up for me the way mm-hmm. I choose to do for them. And my best friend is great at calling me out. That when she's like, "Why didn't you call me when you had a tough day?" And I'm like, "Cause you have three kids. I don't want to dump this on you." She's like, "You don't get to decide how I get to mm-hmm. be a friend to you." I'm like, I- and that's why you're my best friend." <laughs> so yeah, she's right. Because we don't get to decide who shines what light and how much when we don't show up, we don't let others show up either. Right.
0: You know, and, and especially, and, and I'm going to, to be, you know, talking to about a stereotype now, especially women, a lot of times think, well, well, and actually it's men too, you know, men have to be strong. They have to be independent. You know, women think, well, we, we have to do it all. We can't ask for somebody's help. We don't, you know, and and and, and we do. We get caught up in the, oh, we don't want to be a bother or, you know, thinking they are too busy and, and those things. And, you know, the least people can do is tell us no, you know, or, hey, I'll call you back, you know, all of those various things. But you're so right. We have to give them that opportunity. And it's amazing what happens when you do. You know, some people... You find out, okay, they really weren't my friend. or, right. or you know, And whatever. that's okay. Yeah,
1: that wasting not bad time, thing. energy, but, and
0: resources yeah, with them. Like
1: yeah. I tell people, yes and no are complete sentences and get mm-hmm. people to say one or the other. And if they can't say mm-hmm. yes,
0: then they're saying
1: no, even if it's right now
0: right you know and, and then there are other people who when you give them the chance they step up and absolutely blow you away right. and i mean that's to me that's oh i just got the shivers um that's one of the coolest things is is when you're not expecting it from somebody and you know it's it's maybe it's just because you're thinking well they're a business acquaintance or they don't really know me that well or you know whatever it is when you give them that opportunity and they take that ball and they run with it you're like, whoa. <laughs> but see, but you just made a
1: good point as to why. It's when mm-hmm. you lose those expectations. Whenever you right. make an assumption or you create mm-hmm. expectations, you are taking someone's permission away right. because uh-huh. you're already deciding the outcome.
0: Right. When yeah, you have an expectation of what friend. someone's
1: mm-hmm. capable of doing, you mm-hmm. put a ceiling on their mm-hmm. capacity. You, right. When you drop, and the thing is, is we've created this culture, I actually, had a client who You know, I finally was like, what are you afraid of? Because she was making some incredible breakthroughs. And Mm -hmm. she finally said, well, what if I get everything I want? And, you know, I get a lot of people that will laugh when I say that in some of my talks. And I said, well, tell me what you're afraid of about getting Mm -hmm. everything you want. And this is where everybody kind of started laughing. But I don't think they get what the point is underneath it. Is She's like, but what would I complain about? Ah. And people start laughing. And I go, yeah, but think about it. Our entire culture is based on measuring our success on how busy we are, how stressed we are, mm-hmm. how much our life sucks. The more martyr we, more of a martyr we can play, yes. the more we mm-hmm. get brownie points for living this life that is supposed to be revered. And so we have conversations that this is what it sounds like coming out of church or any other place, business meeting, when someone says, oh, I'm so busy. And the next person says, girl, you think you're busy? Let me tell you what I got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: my right. God, it's you' a competition. Work.
1: I've been traveling five days this week. The boss is on my back, blah, 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 blah blah and the wife is uh-huh. nagging me and da, 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 da. and that's what we say not realizing that if we didn't have something to complain about there's a good portion of our community our network we may not be able to communicate with anymore right. because there's people that even on social media you know to go back to you know what we were talking mm-hmm. about the very beginning there's people on social media that it, it, it appalls me and baffles me when I see comments like really these people that are always so happy on Facebook and Twitter and give me a mm-hmm. break—you can't always be that grateful and positive. Right. Like mm-hmm. I feel like reaching out to those people and saying, "Do you see what you're putting in there? Do you see yeah. that kind of you, you want you them to be sad? You put out there, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You're making yourself miserable on purpose. But we've got right. this idea and belief that's been instilled in us that that is
0: what we call living the American dream.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it sounds like a nightmare, personally.
0: It does. You know, it's it's funny. I just had this discussion with somebody today who was talking about someone that she knew on Facebook who, you know, he, he'd be what we'd call the Eeyore, you know, yeah. everything <laughs> is gloom and doom. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and yeah, we all have bad days. Now I tend to not post about that on Facebook or I might make it kind of a joke or, or something like that, but you know, when you've, and And actually, the really, really, really positive people do tend to kind of annoy me on occasion, too. But, you know, the the Eeyores of the world, you know, I I alternate. I actually do feel sorry for them until it's clear that they relish in being the Eeyore. And then I just want to smack them. And then I want to not associate with them, you know, because if you see that Eeyore so much the you know, uh, everything is wrong. Nothing goes my way. I'm not smart enough, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to be around that. So then I unfriend them or or do whatever. And and then they don't understand why they're by themselves, which then is kind of that self-perpetuating thing. Right.
1: Well, and it's interesting because some of the people that are out there where they, they're too positive, it's because they, you don't feel the authenticity or the genuineness right. of it. Because I'll tell you, even when I have if I have a bad day, it's not that I post that I had a bad day. I post about what I learned from having a bad day. Yes. And I post about where my gratitude is and the fact that I feel challenged because it means this and this and this because it's about perspective. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. do want to share those days where maybe I'm right. not fully present and I'm not fully engaged, but I still have tremendous gratitude and I still have tremendous belief and mm-hmm. positive energy. I'm putting out there because I also know that whatever I focus on, I'm going to draw more of that to myself. I am a certified right. law of attraction practitioner and mm-hmm. I am a very big believer in energy and, and not just a believer in energy. It's a law. It's a law. It's just right. like gravity uh-huh. is a law. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know,
0: what if I'm, you're Eeyore, you're going to get other Eeyores. Right. And, and the <laughs>
1: thing is, is that your life, I mean, people wonder why things show up continuously in their life. And it's, you know, a question is always, then where are you focusing your energy? Who are you surrounding yourself with? And, you know, mm-hmm. I've told people before, you know, there's a, there's a saying that says your character is a reflection of the five people closest to you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like what you see in the mirror, maybe it's time to do some housekeeping.
0: Right. You know, and, and, and those are probably, you know, we're back to what you were talking about. Some, some of those are some very serious thoughts and discussions they have to have you know internally or whatever you know maybe it's their spouse maybe it's you know the they're you know they're an executive well maybe it's their you know second in command it's all of those things you know if, if they aren't the people that are the best to be around then you need to rethink that right and that's a
1: lot of the work i do Mm -hmm. Uh, with the people that I work with individually and with the teams I work with because people are so quick to blame or so Mm -hmm. quick to project or so quick, quick to shift and I might, because I used to say this even when I was uh, you know, a manager myself and an assistant director and had people come in my office. I'm like, my door is open all the time, but I'm going to tell you right now. First of all, don't bring your drama in here unless you're going to have your responsibility that you're willing to take for. Right. Because mm-hmm. anything that's showing up in your life, you have a role, even if it's just in how you choose to participate. So if mm-hmm. you are not coming in the solution or own your piece of it, then don't enter my office because I guarantee you're not going to like what I have to say.
0: Right. And so the mm-hmm. first
1: thing anyone would say coming in is, oh, so and so did and I'm like so what's your role and what was your role inside of it? Mm-hmm. And they're like what and I'm like well you're choosing to react so somewhere mm-hmm. there's either something that hit a nerve that's a truth for you and what are you going to do about it and I had a client mm-hmm. who you know she got a performance review and she was just going crazy and I finally said I go so is there any truth to what you got feedback on she's like well I guess if I were to really be honest. You always know that's the place. Too. She goes, I guess I yes, can be huh? condescending and shut people down. I said, great. So then what are you going to do about it? She's like, what? And I go, you just acknowledge that you have a role in it. So then what is your action? Mm-hmm. And that is how I work with my clients because it's the once, cause I love, I get clients once in a while that'll say, well, I'm aware of it. And I'm like, great. And the awareness portion of this program is over. What do you yes. do about it? Awareness is <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing more than information that now you have. And people think mm-hmm. this idea of breakthrough is this big monumental change. No, breakthrough means you now have access to something you didn't have access to. It is a breakthrough. Even if it's just a belief or a mindset or information that you had five mm-hmm. seconds ago, your awareness means you broke through. You now have more information, which means you can make a different decision. So don't tell mm-hmm. me you have all this awareness because I'm going to tell you that portion of the program's over. I'm going to ask you. Great, then what are you going to do about it? And most people look at me and go, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: didn't yeah. know we were going to play that way." You, you want me to be responsible? Right. Oh no, you know, and and but that is the key thing is taking responsibility for it. You know, I I used to hate it and and I still hate it. If somebody comes up to me and says, "Well, such and such and such went wrong, but it's not my fault." <sighs> okay, well. You know, this is not past the buck time, you know, and, and I think that's where, especially when, when, you know, things happen in business, you know, you get the, well, this went wrong, but it wasn't my fault. You know, and, and sometimes those are the tattletales. Um, you know, I worked with a woman, and this was many years ago. Who it was, uh, she and I, and then all men that we worked with. So you would have thought that you know we would have kind of banded together. Oh no, you know she didn't like that I was there, and she was the biggest tattletale. You know, she would run to, and she was older than me, which I thought was was interesting. You know, if I did something wrong, which I know it's hard to believe, I'm (laughs) not perfect. But, you know, she was down telling the boss as fast as she possibly could. Didn't matter if it pertained to her, didn't matter anything. And, you know, I was one of those I owned up to it. And so I would go down and I would say, "Okay, Bob, this went wrong. This is what happened. But here are the steps that I have taken to fix it. Right. And some of them entailed, I need you to help or, you know, some things like that. But you know, and so her little tattletales only made her look like she was the little tattletale. And, and, but I mean, that was, oh, good golly, that was 25 years ago, at least that I had that job, but it really did teach me that, you know, if I screwed up, okay, okay. Own up to it and then see what you can do to fix it. And sometimes it did entail asking for, for additional help. But, you know, I knew she was going to tattle on me. So I figured I was the best offense is you know, or the best defense is an offense. Um, you know, I was going to make sure that she was the one that looked bad. And I mean, that wasn't my thought process, but it was, you know, I'm I'm going to fix it. And what do I need to do to do it?
1: Yeah. And, I, and in situations like that, I mean, that's one of the things I work with my clients. I'm like, you have to understand that that person's coming from a place of deep rooted insecurity and fear. Yes. And I said, mm-hmm. and your best choice, cause I had somebody once that came at me when I was in corporate. I mean, I worked in a male dominated field. I'm a mechanical engineer by background and mm-hmm. played in some pretty big fortune 100 companies where, you know, I really did go toe to toe with some people that I don't think were expecting me to go toe to toe with them. I don't get mm-hmm. intimidated very easily. In fact, the people, the person that intimidates me is probably the person most people wouldn't think. And it, it's, it's, that, you know, single mom in a, in a ghetto neighborhood who's been through and right. back, mm-hmm. who I'll tell you what, she might be a 90 pound soaking wet, but if she looks at you with that look, she oh, cut you yeah. in the ground. That scares me. Anybody yeah. else, mm-hmm. I don't really get intimidated by because right. you're just another person with, with mm-hmm. insecurities and problems. And just, you know, you put your pants on the same way I do, unless mm-hmm. you've learned how to jump into them. But yeah. it's that idea of um, I had a gentleman that was similar, just really, a, really, um, you could tell he needed to project and really was feeling mm-hmm. like, you know, his stuff was coming unglued. So he was looking for his target and he came out of an office when we were in a meeting once. and He's like, Candy, you're so aggressive. And I looked at him and I smiled and I said, thank you. He's like, that yeah. wasn't a compliment. And I said, well, see, but you don't get to decide how I choose to internalize right. it. And, and then mm-hmm. he kept you know, huffing and puffing, which people mm-hmm. do that they really want to get a reaction out of you mm-hmm. to the point where they get really close to you sometimes and the spit's flying and everything else and they're invading mm-hmm. your space. But he's, And I said, and because I could tell he was blustering, I mm-hmm. said, and I define that word differently, so thank you again. And he mm-hmm. just kept going and going and going. And finally, I decided to offer him a little piece. So mm-hmm. I looked at him and I just kind of took a deep breath and went – And he's like, what was that for? And I said, well, I said, first of all, I want to really thank you. I said, thank you for the fact that you felt you needed to share that feedback with me. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that you felt that that was important enough to share with me. And I meant that Mm -hmm. sincerely. I said, but I Mm -hmm. hope that now that you shared it with me, you can release it. Because it Mm -hmm. really feels like that's been weighing heavy on you. And I would Mm -hmm. hate to think that you're going to spend the rest of your day walking around with this anchor, holding you down, weighing mm-hmm. you down and creating this just heaviness I said because I wouldn't want anybody to go around their day like that mm-hmm. so I said I'm going to just say a little prayer and hope that you release it because you know what I, I hope you're not I worry better. about you right and this person <laughs> just dropped their and looked at me and I try mm-hmm. to explain to people I said sometimes your best strategy is peace I love that Wayne right. Dyer will say all the times so he's like you know you can choose to be right or you can choose three words I choose mm-hmm. peace mm-hmm. and when you choose your own peace first You realize that five minutes from now, this discussion, this incident, this whatever is so not important. And we take all of our validation from people that in most cases we don't know, like trust or respect. And Mm -hmm. we let someone else's noise, someone else's stuff become our reality because Mm -hmm. we don't realize that we can distance ourselves and create boundaries. I've created boundaries for some people that don't even know I have boundaries for them Mm -hmm. because I choose not to participate, but I also don't need the drama of telling them
0: why they're not. In my inner mm-hmm.
1: circle anymore,
0: right? They don't need you well, to do that. And and when you kind of turn it back into a positive, you know, it, it really kind of takes the wind out of their sails. You know, they they can't keep blustering at you if you're just looking at them and saying, you know. Thank you. Well, and they get two um,
1: choices. When What happens when you don't participate with people is there's two choices that person can make. One, they will find someone else to project their nonsense to. Right. Mm-hmm. Or two, they will change their language and behavior because they want to engage with you. Period. Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. That's, right. that's their choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny. I got into a... a, a disagreement on Facebook one time with somebody. And I actually, I try not to ever do that because to me, that's just not what I'm there for. And and I realize for some people, that's what they use Facebook for. But I got into this disagreement with a gentleman who I knew in, in the real world. Um, and he said something that set me off. And I thought, don't respond, don't respond, don't respond, and then found myself typing anyway. But I was very polite and I and very professional, you know, and and certainly wasn't gonna call him names or anything. Well then he dinged at me again and I responded, but I still responded polite and professionally, you know, and, and you know, and, and because part of it was he was just wound up, and then of course I was wound up and I wasn't gonna let it go. And then he said something else, and and I thought about it and I thought, okay. Can I let this go? Can I not? And, you know, and of course I should have have let it go. go. I mean, that was, was the big thing, but I responded and I said, you know what? This has been a great discussion. I look forward to when I'm back in Denver and I'll treat you to coffee and we can continue it. Well, then what could he do? I, know. and now what he did do was unfriend me, which I thought was really funny, but, um, you know, it was, I, I took the wind out of his sails by just saying, you know, this was a great discussion. Thank you for telling me. And, and bringing it to my attention. And and when you do that in a way that's not sarcastic, which, you know, social media sometimes it's it, you obviously can't tell. um, But, you know, if it, it, but when you're face to face with somebody, if you say, you know what, thanks for letting me know that and sharing that. What do they do? I mean, you know, you you really did just kind of defeat the the whole thing for them.
1: Well, you do, and it's like I, I you know, people will ask sometimes because you know I speak. I'm an international speaker. I speak all over the place. They're like, well, mm-hmm. what do you do if someone heckles you? I'm like, then I, I said it's interesting because if someone wants to disagree, I'm like, you're probably you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. That's your perspective. I'm up right. here on stage sharing my perspective. Guess what? Mm-hmm. If you really want a forum to share your line of thinking around this then talk to the host and get booked right. for the next time but right mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about my perspective because yeah. yeah. guess what I have the stage but I appreciate mm-hmm. that you know I do that on Facebook because I get people that blast me all the time and I love because you know Oprah will say it's not until the haters show up that you know you're doing something you're right mm-hmm. and I tell people all the time the more you walk in your own authenticity the more people are going to show up to try to shut you down because the mm-hmm. virtue of you standing in your own truth makes other people nervous because it makes them question their own Yes, And so mm-hmm. when you do that, I had somebody that blasted me on a religious thing the other day. Oh. And she put a, a passage in there from Matthew that, honestly, it's one of my favorite passages, but mm-hmm. I have a very different interpretation of what's right. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote back and said, I love hearing other people's perspectives. And I said, and I, mm-hmm. I said, however, my belief is this. And I said that mm-hmm. I can absolutely Honor the fact that you shared that with me, mm-hmm. um, and and this whole thing to the point where she did like my you know comment back because it went on for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But I always I will have gratitude for someone feeling the need to share something with me because mm-hmm. there's something that struck a nerve with them. Right. But at the same time, because I mean, I had somebody one time told me she wanted to punch me. She's an old colleague of mine because it's oh. something I posted. I said that's awesome. She said you didn't hear mm-hmm. me, and I said but I did because mm-hmm. I didn't put anything out there that's about you unless you make it about you. And so mm-hmm. if you made it about you, you got three choices: you can ignore it. You, and you can take me off your feed or you and I can have a conversation about what I posted and what that triggered mm-hmm. for you and where that's coming from. But right. notice how all three of those choices don't have anything to do with me. Right. It's how she perceived what, what you wrote. Right. I can write anything I want. It means nothing. Words are words until you give mm-hmm. them meaning. And the only way you give them meaning is to personalize them, is right. to give them emotion. And mm-hmm. the only person that can do that, I tell people constantly, you can only control what you think what you believe, what you expect, what you say, and what you ultimately do. Notice the Mm -hmm. common word in all those statements was you. You cannot control that for anyone else, and that includes your children. Mm -hmm. You cannot control that for anyone else. And when Mm -hmm. you set those expectations, expecting someone to show up in those spaces the way you want them to, you are already setting yourself up for disappointment. You are not Mm -hmm. fully showing up. You're taking away their permission, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Well, and even those negative times can be something you learn from. You know, I I got heckled one time when I was speaking and I'm speaking about social media. I mean, you know, this was very bizarre that I got heckled. Mm. And there was actually a whole backstory with this gentleman that I discovered later. But one of the, the things that he was commenting on was I kept using the term we. We do such and such way. And and he and he very loudly. Now, he was one of these people. He came in late. He had to make an entrance, you know, all of those things. So, you know, that came back to the whole self-esteem issue and and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, and, and so he said, you you have to stop saying we. And I paused and I and and I acknowledged him because he was right. He was a hundred percent right. I didn't know how they thought. I didn't and so I apologized and I said, Sir, you are you are a hundred percent correct. And so then I made sure from then on that I didn't use the royal we and, and but then he continued to heckle. And I let him get by with it for about two more times and then I finally stopped and I said, Sir, this is clearly not what you want to be doing. So I'm sure they'll be more than happy to give you your money back because he'd paid. I mean, that was the funny thing and people came up and he, he got up, he left, you know, and, and it, it it was one of those where he was actually angry enough. I had somebody walk me to my car. I mean, it was just one of those. And then he wanted to, to connect with me on LinkedIn. It was just this whole bizarre thing. But, um, You know, he, but, but I did, you know, I, I acknowledged the fact that he was right Mm -hmm. and he was, but then I said, you know, this is not where you want to be. So, you know, please feel free to leave. And, and he did. But, you know, then people told me afterwards, oh yeah, he's one of those people. He always causes problems. He always does this. And, and I said, then why is he still here? You know, right. Why? Why do you allow him to come to this group and be this disruptive influence? Well, he just he was a bully right. and he freaked people out, um, you know, and, and we see that happen, whether it's a networking group or, you know, a, a family or church or a business, you know, all those things where we've got the bullies mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and we and I'm using the the we as in the royal we we empower them to be that bully by not standing up to them. Well, we enable them because empowerment, in my yes. opinion,
1: empowerment is something that's is a, a positive is a, term. Well, an empowerment is something that's intrinsic. It's only mm-hmm. you can decide to be empowered. Mm-hmm. You're the, It's like right. being motivated. No one can mm-hmm. motivate you. It's something that you do for yourself. You can be mm-hmm. inspired. But we right. enable people to show up as bullies and we don't mm-hmm. realize sometimes how powerful it is to, because I've done the same thing where I'll be in a talk and tell somebody, I'm like, look, you're either in Camp Candy or you're not. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious when people say, I don't know what what I think about candy I could not make it more clear for you either like me or you don't and, and uh-huh. I really I, and I said because I had a, a prospect when she goes oh you must be upset I won't pull the trigger I said actually I don't care she's like ouch I said I now hear what I said I didn't say I didn't care about you I don't right. care whether or not you choose to decide to work with me my entire life is not based on this outcome. Mm-hmm. You, have an, mm-hmm. you have a need. I have a solution. You are the only person that can decide if that's for you. But I don't care either way. If you choose to work mm-hmm. with me, you have my full attention and you will get X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Right. But if you don't, it doesn't change the fact that I care about you and I think you're a great right. person. And, and people get so short-sighted in the, that they forget what they're qualifying. And mm-hmm. so I'll tell people all the time, I said, it's interesting when somebody can't decide how they feel about me. You either like me or you don't. Because if Mm -hmm. you can't, that explains a whole lot of what's going on. But if you Mm -hmm. don't, here's the thing. Even the people that don't like me and the reason they don't like me is for the very same reason that the people do like me. I show up the Mm -hmm. same way all the time. So if I'm not for you, then get up. You're a grown adult. Get up Mm -hmm. and go do something more intentional with your time. You are not Mm a prisoner. Don't sit here as a martyr and a victim going, oh, this is the worst. Then get up. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the courage, I'll use that word Mm instead of balls. If you don't have the courage to get up and leave the room, then put your head down or do something because here's the Mm -hmm. part that bothers me. It's the people that are either in that place where they're bullying or they don't want to be there and then they play the victim and they're just because I love on every person in my audience. I give Mm -hmm. personal attention to every person in my audience by eye contact, by acknowledging them. Mm -hmm. So if you are not interested, then give me a sign because that extra 30 seconds could have meant something powerful. For right. somebody that really wants it. And you are stealing mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. them and I'm not okay with it. And I've had yep. people go, I can't believe you said that. Because I'll say it in my talks. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that was so... I'm like, what? Truthful and honest. Right. I don't mm-hmm. have tolerance for people that steal opportunity for other people. Because they're selfish. And they're too mm-hmm. much of a coward to get up for something that doesn't serve them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they're the, the drama queen. Right. Or the, my boss made me be here. No, he didn't. Well you know what, then you need to have the flu that day or, you know, you I always have a conversation like the- with your boss
1: yeah. to say, look, yeah. this doesn't serve and grow up. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You know, and, and yeah, and say, I'm not going to learn from this person, but I could learn from that person or, you know, whatever. You know, I always like the people who, you know, I'm, I'm holding my little, I'm, I'm holding my smartphone up right now. They're the people who, you know, they, they don't want to be there. They don't want to engage, you know, whatever it is. And so they're going to play on their phone or they're going to shuffle their papers or, you know, so they're doing the whole passive aggressive. I don't want to be here thing. Um, And I've been known to call them out. You know, like, like I would, if I was a second grade teacher, aren't you going to share with the class what you're doing? <laughs> and, you know, usually it catches them off guard. Every once in a while, I've had people who have gotten really annoyed, but at the same point, you know, they, they start sucking the energy from the room because, you know, they're looking at their paperwork. Well, then the person next to them wants to see what's going on. And, and you're right. They're stealing then from everybody else. Right. Well, I want to talk more about the acronym that you have because we've got about 10 minutes left. So your acronym is NOISE. So tell us what each one of the letters stand for, and then let's let's kind of go through them. Okay. Um, the NOISE is
1: the N is the negative self-talk and filters you create. So it's a lot of that I'm not good enough kind of stuff, but it's the stuff mm-hmm. that we don't even realize. Even the I'm sorry's that we throw out there is part of that mm-hmm. NOISE. Um, the O is the opinions of others you choose to internalize. And I'm very deliberate Mm -hmm. about the word choose because it is a choice. The Mm -hmm. I then is the inefficiencies that you are creating in your daily activities as a result. And that usually Mm -hmm. stems from two little eyes, which is the inability to say no to the things that don't serve this belief Mm -hmm. that you have to spin 4,000 plates because it makes you important or Mm -hmm. the inability to properly qualify and dequalify the people showing up. So it's that toxic Mm -hmm. energy you're letting in your inner circle. Um, mm-hmm. Personally and professionally, the S is mm-hmm. the shoulding you're doing all mm-hmm. over yourself, and then the E is the excuses that you create and perpetuate, which usually stem from either a fear of rejection or a fear of failure, which in more cases than not is an actual fear of success.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I love in you know what your uh, some of your blog posts and and things like that. What you're wanting to to help people do is become that superman, that superwoman. Um, and I really like that concept of, you know, the fact that we can put on the cape and maybe it's the cape of the dish towel or, you know, whatever <laughs> it is and, you know, and, and become that super person. And and maybe it means that you're the best mom in the world. You're the best dog walker in the world. You're the best CEO in the world. You know, you're, you're the, the whatever. But it, it it comes back to that word empowerment, um you know, and, and, and so, so many times I think people do get caught up in the noise, all of those things that they forget that they, you know, we're here for a reason. It's, you know, it's like you were saying in, in your, your book, Star. we are here for a purpose and for a reason. And just because somebody else might not think that it's good enough, big enough, all of those things, you know, it doesn't mean it's not the right reason right
1: and even inside those roles the you know the mom and the dog walker and the ceo mm-hmm. those are that's exactly what they are their roles so showing mm-hmm. up it doesn't matter what the task is or what the responsibility or what the role is it's about who are you your light and are you stepping mm-hmm. into that in your mm-hmm. most purposeful deliberate um accountable way So that you are letting people experience you above and beyond anything else. And that's the piece that, you know, when I talk about leadership and empowerment and, you know, that superhero, we all have the ability to be a superhero. We all Mm -hmm. have, we are a role model. Every single one of us is a role model to someone, even if you don't have kids. I don't have kids, but I guarantee I'm a role model to somebody. And Mm -hmm. somebody is looking to you to emulate your behavior, your decisions, your choices. Mm -hmm. Are you putting yourself in a position to be the best mm-hmm. role model you can be that's congruent with what who you are at a heart level and mm-hmm. that's that whole we all have the ability to be a superhero we all have mm-hmm. the ability to step up when we see something that's not right to voice an opinion mm-hmm. unfortunately most of us are not even living a fully vibrant engaged a live life. We're we're mm-hmm. half asleep. We're afraid to speak up. We don't use our voice, and so everything I do is to help people understand they have a voice first of all, and then mm-hmm. give that power so that they can stand in that voice and use it, so that people mm-hmm. can see their light, hear their song, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm kind of guessing or assuming that a lot of what people say is. I have too much to do. You know, you talked about the spinning 4,000 plates. And whether it's that, you know, they're the mom, they're the dad, they're the parent, they're the PTA person, they're the CEO, they're the, you know, they get caught up in the, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do how much and, and what do you tell those people
1: First of all I tell them to stop saying I have to because you get to right. everything you mm-hmm. do you get to do I don't have to walk the dog I don't have to go to the grocery store I don't I get mm-hmm. to do these things Also mm-hmm. when you get very clear about your what why and who and what your in purpose is all about you stop feeling the need to do everybody else's stuff because you mm-hmm. you realize that you know I mean I, it's amazing because I look at statistics and I do a webinar on this sometimes Um, that it says, and I'm a highly competitive person by nature, you know, I'm a type A plus off the charts, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's interesting to me, and I want to be number one in just about anything, right? I I love striving for excellence, except for Mm -hmm. it really bothers me when I see statistics from the Center of Disease Control and Prevention that says America is number one in stress, anxiety, fear, and the use of antidepressants. One out of four women is on some form of antidepressant. One out of Mm -hmm. 10 over the age of 13 is in, on one, you know, some form of antidepressants. We have the highest mm-hmm. obesity death rate, highest right. incarceration rate, and highest child abuse death rate. We sit in traffic five times more than any other comp- country on purpose. How does mm-hmm. that sound like a life that people want to live? And, and it's, mm-hmm. that doesn't say American dream. That doesn't say land of you know, the free. You've got the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. It sounds like we've been caught up in this belief Mm -hmm. And what would happen? Because I challenge people constantly because we play the what if game all the time. You know, what Mm -hmm. if I fail? What if this sucks? What if this doesn't happen? What if I don't have the money? What if I, what if? great. Mm -hmm. And I tell my clients, every time one of those negative what ifs come in, I want you to give yourself five positive what ifs. Because Mm -hmm. you actually have to create energy to create that story that goes with that what if that's negative, because it never even Mm -hmm. happened. What about that fire that's inside of you? And if you said, what if I succeed? What if I succeed so much that I could show others what's possible? What if Mm -hmm. I could step out and be a role model for my children and for my, the kids that surround me and my community? What if, Mm -hmm doesn't that give you more energy and excitement? And isn't that a place that you'd rather be? And so I mm-hmm. challenge people on that constantly. And then, then you get to ask yourself at any point, and I love that James Malincheck will say, does this contributor contaminate? And mm-hmm. at any point, those 4,000 plates, because part of why you're failing is because either you don't have, you have a gap between what you need from point A to point B, and you need to create a plan on how to get those resources, tools, you know, help, whatever it is. Or you're spinning 4,000 plates and you've never stopped for a second to hit pause Mm -hmm. to go, huh, do any of those 4,000 plates align with what I really want? Right. Huh. No. Drop them to the floor. They Mm -hmm. will be fine. Great. You will survive. Because that's Mm -hmm. the thing. You ask people. It's it's funny how we'll ask that question, but people don't really ask that question. What is the worst thing that's going to happen?
0: Right. I mean, we'll go death. Really? Does somebody you
1: no die? Concern? Does somebody? Oh, yeah. So what's the, so, And it's funny because when I really challenge my clients, there I'm like, "What is the worst thing that's going to happen?" They're they're usually like, "There isn't a worst thing that could happen." Mm-hmm. Then what's holding you back?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This story, or the that worst you
0: keep thing keeping, is not all that bad,
1: right? And you, the story that you keep manifesting and creating and is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice, and you get to start with stop. Stop using language like I should, I have to, I need to, I got to. Give yourself Mm -hmm. an ectomy right now and Mm -hmm. change that language every time you're ready to say it and change it to I get to. Because you Mm -hmm. will change the way you show up when you realize you get to. So it's a choice. So if it doesn't serve you, you also get to not do -hmm. it as well.
0: Well, and to me, I should, I must. Those are kind of negatives. They're anchoring words. They're toxic. I get to that's a positive. Now, I mean, granted, whether it's my, you know, I'm making the choice to do it or not, but saying, oh, I get to do this. I mean, that, that really does, it's just a different connotation. It sounds much more positive than, oh, I should do this. And granted, it's, you know, kind of the tone that I'm saying it in, but... It is how you think of it in your head. You know, you you get to do it or you should do well, it. Well, <laughs> people don't realize. I mean, our words have, there's a reason we have the words we
1: use for certain things. Mm-hmm. They do things at a subconscious level for us and, mm-hmm. and people don't realize. So as much as, yeah, it sounds positive, it actually has a different trigger subconsciously for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. when you say the word get or I choose right. or I am versus mm-hmm. I need to, I must, I should, maybe, mm-hmm. might, perhaps, all that. When you get yourself, and that's one of the things that I have clients do right away is we work on getting rid of some of those words that are anchoring toxic words mm-hmm. that we don't even realize it changes our behavior just because we keep saying something that our belief system is based on that.
0: Right. Well, good heavens, we are already at the top of the hour, and we just scratched the surface (laughs) on this. So I can tell that we're going to have this on again. But Candy, for people who want to work with you and connect with you, how do they find you online?
1: Uh, The best way to find me is my website. So you can go to Candy Barone International. That's all spelled out, one word, and it's Candy, C-A-N-D-Y, Barone, B as boy, A-R-O-N-E, international.com. Um, I have a slew of resources and tools for people um, available there. The other thing for people that want to get a really quick snapshot for Mm -hmm. where they're at um, in terms of their vision, their readiness, their discipline, their energy, their mindset, um, just really understanding what may or may not be working for them. I have a free assessment that you can access either from my website or you can go to Mm -hmm. sayyesquiz.com and you can access that for free. Um, And what's great about that is depending on where you're at, you can qualify for a free strategy session with me.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So one more time, what's your website?
1: Uh, Candy Barone. International.com. All one word, all spelled out.
0: Perfect. Well, Candy, this has been great. I've been having such a fun time talking with you because it is a little bit different from what I normally talk about, but it is a topic that I think every single person needs to really sit down and think about.
1: I would agree. And uh, you know, that's that if anything else would be like the my takeaway is if people mm-hmm. would just hit the pause button and yes. ask themselves one question Is this my truth? and do i want it to be my truth tomorrow
0: great with that i just want people to think about that and remember it and until next week have a great week thanks for listening to deb career your social media friend tune in next time to listen to more great tips techniques and trends for using social media